Hey, what's going on, guys? What's going on? Welcome, welcome, welcome to DrBoyceTV.com, the home for intelligent black people. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and I wanted to come in real quick and talk to you guys about uh, some studies that I saw recently about Generation Z. Generation Z uh, is basically that generation that's born uh, after the early 1980s, uh, up until I want to say late 1990s, etc. And uh, in this study, they basically said that Generation Z uh, tends to feel that they are not financially successful unless they're making $125,000 a year. Now, I'd be curious to know what you guys think about that. Let me know in the chat what you think. Uh, do you think that that is reasonable or unreasonable? Uh, that's pretty much what this, what this article says. It's on insider.com. And it says that Gen Zers say they need a salary of almost $125,000 to feel like they've made it. Uh, the study of 1,000 workers showed that 58% of young professionals are unhappy with their salary. Now, I think that's interesting, especially given that this week, uh, my wife and I, we did a pillow talk yesterday where we were uh, talking about this whole conversation where Ayala Van Zandt was speaking with uh, Ebony K. Williams on the grill. And uh, and she asked her, would you date a bus driver? And uh, did anybody else see that? I assume you all followed some of that. Let me know if you followed that. And uh, Ebony said, well, I'd only date a bus driver if he drove the bus. And this led to a big, long conversation in the community about uh, class issues in the community uh, in terms of who is worthy of being a good partner and who's not. What makes a person a good partner? What makes for a good life? And uh, and so um, it, it's an interesting conversation that I don't think anybody could tell you how to have that conversation. Uh, let me know if you've been following that, if you were paying attention to that. Uh, but, you know, it's um, it, it's it's interesting because it made I thought about that today when I saw the study about Gen Z. And this idea that you haven't made it unless you're making $125,000 a year, which is about $10,000 a month. So let me ask you all a question real quick. How many of you feel like how many of you actually make more than uh, $11,000 a month? That's about a little bit. I think that's close to $125 a year, something like that. How many of you make more than $11,000 a month? Uh, how many of you have made it in that in that, you know, if you use that particular definition of made it? First of all, I'm going to say this. Uh, I think you can make a far less money than that and have actually made it. Let me make that clear. Um, most people don't make that much money. And uh, I think that if that's the standard you're setting for yourself, I think that you probably need to sort of think carefully about uh, what matters in your life as well as how you're going to achieve that standard. You Look, if I, if I say that my standard is that I need to be able to run the mile in five and a half minutes and I'm living in a world where nobody gets trained at that level where we're all being trained to run the mile in 20 minutes, uh, then I need to get different training. I need to take my training to a different level. I need to get out of the system. So if you're not making uh, that that amount, if you're not making that 125000 a year and you've been convinced that that is what you need to make in order to be successful, then that means you probably need to understand a few things about making money. Uh, and, and, I, and I say all this without making, while simultaneously making it clear that there are plenty of people who make far less money than that who are living a great life. Um, also, another great wealth hack, in case you haven't noticed, is uh, things like marriage. Uh, when you mar when you're married, if you're making five and she's making five a month, then y'all got ten a month. Ten a month between two people is better than two individuals making five a month separately because you have uh, fixed costs and variable costs. So effectively, when you're living together and you're sharing a house and you're sharing a car, or whatever it is that you're doing, your your fixed costs are not going up that much, but your income is going up. So you have a lot more cash flow 
when you can manage your relationships and manage your marriages and things like that. So that's why when Ayanda was having that conversation with that sister the other day, who I, yeah, she's a Gen Xer, um, uh, uh, Ebony, Ebony Williams, that's her name, is that her name? Yeah, um, when she was having that conversation with her, I think that it's, you know, it's it would be important for her to understand that uh, you could marry a bus driver and have a really awesome life if you and that bus driver put your incomes together. Uh, also, it's um, it, it speaks to the importance of realizing that if you're going to learn different skills to be successful in life, then managing your relationships with other people should be one of those important skills. One of the more important things that I do in my life that uh, I invest in the same way I invest in my career is uh, I invest in my relationship with my wife. I invest in two things outside of money. The two biggest investments I make besides my financial investments are my health, because uh, there are studies that show that if you don't take care of your health, you're going to lose your wealth anyway, because the pharmaceutical companies are going to take your money. The hospitals are going to take your money. Uh, all the, the, the health care providers are going to take your money. The hospice is going to take your money. The, the nursing home is going to take your money. So uh, investing in health, uh, little things like maintaining muscle mass uh, that helps you live longer. These are studies that I've read recently. It's important to, to make that investment in order to protect your wealth and grow your wealth. Uh, and then also just having muscle mass makes people live longer. And and, and even little things like colon cancer uh, is, is, is heavy in the black community now because we don't have um, uh, we have a vitamin D deficiency. Right. So thinking about health is a really important part of that wealth building process. And then the other thing I invest in besides my financial investments is my relationship. Why? Because if I divorce my wife, if I divorce my wife, if I divorce my wife, then Dr. Boyce's wealth gets chopped significantly. Like literally, I, I drop a I drop a class. I drop from the top 2% or 1% to, you know, the top 10% or whatever, right? I drop, right? So, so so when I got married, a couple of things that I did. Number one, we did get a prenup. I'll be honest about that. And and because she had stuff, I had stuff. I didn't want to marry somebody who had nothing, who had no stuff. I either wanted to marry somebody who either had a little bit of stuff that they were trying to protect or they were trying to get some stuff for themselves and, and weren't going to necessarily focus on all my stuff. So I'm going to be honest with you, that was, an, that was an important bias that I had. But then number two, the other thing that we did was we started doing things like couples therapy and 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 I would study like, OK, how do you how do you maintain a marriage? How do you if you're on chat GPT, ask chat GPT, look, my wife is mad at me. What do I do? Right. Little things like that that can help you to uh, make good choices in your relationships that will protect the things that you have and, and, and not just your money, but the things that you have that are more valuable than money. So uh, anyway, do me a favor, hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, share, subscribe. I want to remind you on May 19th, I will be in Dallas. Um, I spoke to Tim Jackson, a real estate expert down there just last night, and we're going to do a two-day Black Wealth training camp. So if you want to be around like-minded wealth builders uh, and hang out with us, I'll be there for two days, May 19th. Just go to boycewatkins.com. Uh, number two, uh, some of you have asked uh, if I could come and do Black Wealth Training Camp specifically for your church or your organization. Uh, the, the fee the fee is is uh, somewhere around twenty thousand dollars though, so it's not a it's not a cheap thing. But if your organization uh, raises the money, do you want me to literally come into your church and spend two days teaching you about stock options? or teaching uh, about the Ten Commandments of Black Economic Power, we have uh, training uh, programs put together that you can take a look at. You can email Chanel, uh, the the, UR, the email's on the screen, chanel at boycewalkins.com. I'll leave that up for any of you that have organizations where you'd like for me to come in and literally spend two days 
teaching your congregation how to invest in the stock market or two days teaching your organization how to uh, buy stock options. Or if you're hosting an event and you sell tickets and you want me to come in, uh, then you can make a deal with Chanel and she can get it done. So her email address is right there. All right. So anyway, let, let me keep going. Hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up, share, subscribe. Let me read a little bit more. They said here in this article about Gen Z, uh, first off, they said that Gen Zers uh, typically feel that they need 125000 a year in order to feel that they've made it. Uh, also, they found that 58% of young professionals are not happy with their current salary. Uh, one thing I'll say is that if you want your salary to go up, then you probably need to make your money in ways other than a salary. Salaries are not built for the average worker to make over $10,000 a month. Let me be clear. Salaries are not the way for you to make your fortune. Salaries should be the, the jump off point that gives you what you need in order to survive. And then when you're really trying to make your fortune, you convert that salary into a business. You take your money and you put it in places that'll teach you how to make money. You don't just sit there and say, and keep hoping that if you keep asking for a raise every time you talk to your boss, that that's going to get you to that income level that you want. So if you find yourself frustrated, then step off, spend some time, learn how to start a business, learn how to invest in real estate, learn how to get involved in this stock market. The stock market is going to be raining money in the next couple of years. I encourage you to get involved with that. That'll help you increase your income. Get with another, get with a partner, learn how to manage your relationships properly, marry you a nice woman who's got a nice income. And then that way you're both going to move each other up in income bracket. You know, when I, I'm going to tell you what, when I got married, um, I wasn't looking necessarily for my income uh, to go up because uh, I had enough money. I was looking, but I did find that I upgraded in terms of health. Did anybody notice if you've been following me for a few years, you'll notice that I could show you old pictures of what I call the fat boys. There was the fat boys uh, back in 2016 and 2015 who uh, was overweight. Uh, his blood pressure was really high. And he, um, you know, he, he, who knows, maybe he'd be dead by now. I have no idea. But I, but now later on, you know, hanging with a woman that encouraged me to go to the gym, uh, who encourages me to eat right. She doesn't force me to eat anything. She just, if she sees me eating something I shouldn't eat, she sees me eating that bowl of ice cream. She'll say boys. And I'll be like, Okay, and I'll put the ice cream back or I'll eat less than what I be, would have eaten before. And that led to a substantial improvement in my physical health. I looked better. I felt better. And I was better. I, I don't I don't think otherwise that I would be in better shape at 51 than I was at 41. That's pretty damn cool. So uh, so keep that in mind. You know, just think about those things. All right. So let's read. So they also say the Gen Z one area where Gen Z and whatever that generation is after Gen Z, I don't not is it not millennial i guess gen z is okay sorry gen z is after the millennials right so there we go so the millennials ebony k williams will be a millennial gen z is after the millennials okay so they said also that gen z is known for shaking up the workplace norms by demanding better salaries uh they also tend to have a better work-life balance um, invoice software platform skynova conducted a short survey of a thousand respondents in the u.s between the ages of 21 and 42 uh, from 2020 to December 2022 to find out about their salary expectations. Its study published in 2023 found that 58% of young professionals are not pleased with their salary. Uh, also, they found, let's see here, um, they said Gen Z workers surveyed said to feel like they made it, they need to make 125,000. We already talked about that. While their millennial counterparts say only they only needed an average income of 121,000. So when you separate the Gen Zs from the millennials, the millennials have a lower expectation of what it means to be successful than the Gen Zers. One other problem that you're going to have if you're Gen Z, I sorry, forgive me for getting the generations mixed up. I'm sorry. When you get old, like like what one thing that the us in, in Gen X did is we started calling everybody a millennial. 
millennial, even like the nine year old was a millennial, just like the 32 year old. That's stupid. Right. That's not true. Right. So uh, if you separate those two generations, what you find is that um, the Gen Zers, from our perspective, this is just me giving you OG advice. Let me tell you from where I stand for stand and from the, from the my friends, we look at the Gen Zers as people that feel a little bit entitled. Uh, I uh, respect immensely the work-life balance. I respect that tremendously. I think that that's smart. That's what makes you smarter than us, because you, uh, we, you know, you you don't do the whole work, 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 work until you drop model. And I think that that's smart. But where we have y'all trumped, and where you can learn a thing or two from us, is that we know how to grind it out. Anybody over forty-five, confess. Let's do a confession. Tell, let them know, or let the young folks know in the chat. Most of us over 45 who've accomplished something, who got something, we always grew up believing that if you're black, you got to work twice as hard to get half as much. Uh, we understood that if you don't work, you don't eat. Uh, we understood that that the hustler, the grinder, the person that just goes the hardest is going to be the most successful. So we came in ready to commit to our success on a very high level. And also we understood that success does not come overnight. We've I, I found that a lot of Gen Z they're hard to, for people in my generation to hire or work with because somebody told you you're supposed to get it all overnight. Somebody told you you're supposed to get it all without making a sacrifice. Somebody told you that you're supposed to be the CEO in six months. And some of y'all coming in here expecting to be running the company six because you don't work hard for eight or nine months. And that doesn't make sense to some of us. We're like, what are you talking about? You know, so um, I think that part of what drives the Gen Z uh, economic confusion, if you will, is that I think you're seeing social media. Social media makes you think that everybody's rich. Uh, social media makes you think that everybody can just become an internet influencer and start making six figures overnight just on Instagram or on YouTube. Uh, and that does happen for some people, but it does not happen for everybody. And I encourage you to kind of learn a thing or two about how to have a full life balance. Uh, things like social media, actually, if you don't have uh, your spirit balance, social media, actually studies show it depresses you. So uh, so I would just be really careful about sort of following your friends that are flexing on the gram and believing everything that you see or thinking that everybody's supposed to be driving a fancy sports car by the time they're 25 years old. That's not the world I grew up in. When I was 25, everybody had a hoopty. When I was 27, I was getting evicted from my apartment because I didn't have enough money. You know, and I became a very wealthy man, but I didn't become a wealthy man until I was in my 40s. So this, so if I'd grown up thinking I was supposed to be wealthy at 25, I would have been very disappointed. I would have been very depressed and I would have felt like I that my life hadn't amount, amounted to anything. So uh, anyway, do me a favor, hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, share, uh, subscribe. Uh, also at my website, voicewalkins.com, I did a training called How to Make Money Without Working. And that's where we talk about stock options and selling stock options, things like that. So if you'd like to take a look at that, just go to my website, voicewalkins.com. Also, I'll be in Dallas May 19th uh, if you'd like to join us for the two-day Black Wealth Trading Camp. Uh, so they said, on average, uh, both generations, both Gen Z and the millennials want an average salary between 80, 71,000 and 80,000. 88% of Gen Z were uninterested in law as a profession, despite young lawyers having the highest paid salaries of almost 150,000 a year. So lawyers apparently have the highest salaries, and but they don't want to be lawyers. Gen Z's expectations of a successful salary differ from millennials because they tend to have greater expectations and put a clearly defined price tag on their skill set. 
Chelsea Williams, the co-founder of a talent development company, previously told Insider that these expectations stem from the economic impact of the pandemic and inflation. Although they're pushing for better salaries, they tend to reject high-pressure industries like law because of the lack of a work-life balance, especially typically a top priority for Gen Z. Uh, Gen Z are comfortable job hopping, which means they're likely to leave roles that are unfulfilling and underpaid, a worthwhile rise, as well as those uh, who's, who, who job hop can bank an 8.5% pay rise, according to the Federal Reserve data from uh, September 2022. So what's happened over time is that workers, younger workers are less loyal to particular companies. I'm not mad at that because companies are less loyal to workers. If companies were still loyal to workers, then I would expect workers to be loyal to companies, but we don't live in that world anymore. You can't depend on the corporations. The corporate plantation will not take care of you. You got to take care of you. However, I would encourage you, if you were in that category and you want your money to go up, just understand that the educational system ain't going to teach you how to be a millionaire. The school system was not designed to teach you how to make six figures. This world, media, what uh, other people are doing, Netflix and then chilling and, and, and following people on Instagram and hanging out and doing nothing, like that's just not going to get you there. You have to get special, a special set of skills that will allow you to become an adequate economic soldier. And, uh, and those skills do not come... Uh, you know, in some prepackaged public school system, those skills come from you getting online and learning the things you need to learn uh, and getting out there and getting it done. So uh, we have the Black Business School. If you're interested in that, uh, I have some stuff on my website, voicewalkins.com. My new book is on Amazon. It's called The Ten Commandments of Black Economic Power. It's a book specifically written. It's a black wealth training manual specifically written for black people. I'm a finance professor. I taught at Syracuse University. I understand money. I know money. I know wealth. I know investing. I know finance the same way LeBron knows basketball. So uh, anything you want to understand about this, um, I'd be happy to share what I know. And uh, and I wish you the very, very best. And I hope you become successful. So anyway, guys, hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up, share, subscribe. I'll be in Dallas May 19th doing a two-day Black Wealth training. Uh, if you want to join us for that, just go to voicewalkins.com. Also, uh, for those of you that have organizations or you want to host events and you want me to just come in and do a two-day training or whatever in your city, uh, you can uh, reach out to Chanel. Chanel's email address is on here. And uh, it's Chanel at voicewalkers.com with one N and two L's. And uh, feel free to reach out to her. Just only reach out, though, if you have a budget or you're prepared, right? Because uh, because I, her time is valuable and I don't want it to be. Um, I, I, want, I want serious inquiries only. I think that's the point I want to make on that. All right, guys. So, uh, but if you're interested in me coming in, I'd be happy to do that. All right. So have a good day, everybody. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, I will see you soon. Take care now. Peace.